Yeah, when they're talking about 30 years of hurt, somebody try 60 years of hurt. Welcome back to Why You Run Spurs. Today we have a special podcast where we compare the fortunes of Spurs and Liverpool over the last five or six years, as their fortunes have pretty much flown off in totally different directions. Today I welcome back Simeon and Peter Wright, and also Ricky Swarbrick, and also Bob Jordan's been allowed back onto the podcast after you've done very, very well in your last two podcasts. Um, Bob, have you had, had any offers of any other work after being so famous on this podcast? Not today, but I'm going to start pouting, touting myself out on LinkedIn. So, uh, MasterChef, Celebrity MasterChef? Yeah, I could do that. Celebrity Strictly? Strictly. I've seen you dance, Bob. You'll be brilliant in that. It'll be brilliant. Anyway, guys, it's great to have you all back on board, and uh, Ricky, great to have you back again, uh, all the way from uh, virtual landing Cardiff, so that's great to have yeah, you great back. great to be back. Thanks for having me. So, Liverpool's period of not winning a league title has been dubbed 30 years of hurt, and I'm sure it's been a difficult adjustment for those who had become so used to championships almost every year during the 1970s and 80s. But by the time next season is complete, it will almost certainly be double that time spent for us. 60 years of hurt for us Spurs fans. Peter, you'll remind us shortly about the lineups when Maurizio Pochettino's Spurs faced Jurgen Klopp's very first Liverpool side at White Hart Lane in October 2015. But before that, just give me an understanding of how it feels not to have witnessed a league title in over 50 years of Peter you supporting our club. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about 30 years of hurt, so I mean, try 60 years of hurt, you know. Mm. I, I mean, I'm probably at odds with like the younger Spurs mm. fans, but I mean, I grew up seeing us lift trophies and for me it hurts because the expectations are formed your expectations I mean you'd probably speak about Casper in that sense his expectations are formed from a young age you know and you see glory at a young age and then you expect it to continue and when it stops that that's when you get x number of years of hurt I suppose I guess the hurt is kind of like intensified by the fact that Poch's class of 2017 should have won the title had the planet been aligned in the right way. Uh, so if we just had an extraordinary season, freak season with Leicester and mm. Chelsea had an extraordinary mm. season that stopped us. Mm. But um, I'm probably at odds with the modern day Spurs fans who accepts, the, accepts us as the occasional sort of cup side you know, but I, I remember a time when we stood toe to toe with the so-called big six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and um, um, Bob, you're you're possibly not you know not not sort of want to say you're old like I am, and me and Peter are as well. Yeah. But Peter, you, uh, but Bob, you're pretty much the same sort of era as me and you know Peter. How did you sort of feel about never in your lifetime ever been? We've been close a few times. How do you I feel think about I. If I think about it too much, I'm distraught. But uh, I try not to think about it too much. Yeah, yeah, really, you look at those missed opportunities, and I do think they were the missed opportunities. The 17, the 16, 17, 17, 18, or whatever they were seasons that Leicester and Chelsea won. Uh, Really, we were were very, very close. Mm. no cigar. No, no cigar. No cigar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got we got exactly. more points than anyone else out across the two season period. Didn't yeah, we? yeah. Good so point. you would you would have sacrificed one season finishing in badly. You know you yeah. had take taken a few of the points from one season, transferred them over, mm. and that was us yeah. winning. But uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, that, that those seasons were hugely disappointing. Mm. I remember coming away from a che- from a semi final where we lost to Chelsea at Wembley, mm. and saying, you know, we've got to win because mm. that was that was our opportunity. That was a big game. Yeah, we came back, etc. Mm. But that at that point we were close. We were close to Chelsea, mm. and we didn't capitalise on it. Mm. And we didn't. And mm. I thought the team would break up because of that. Yeah. And it unfortunately it has started to. So um, that's that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I, I look back. Sorry, we just uh, go back a little bit. I mean, eighty four, eighty five, eighty five, eighty six. We came very close. Everton won it. 
I mean, we were neck and neck with him, weren't we? It was 84 We were neck and neck with him. Under Peter Shreve, I think it was, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it yeah, was. It was. Yeah. So, yeah, we were close. Was... So, in, in my lifetime, possibly that has been the closest. And I think, West Ham, I think we even we even finished third in that. I think West Ham finished second. No, I think... No? No, well, I Liverpool, think Liverpool finished They're second. Good. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we, so we haven't really been close for, like... The great, the great eighty six, eighty seven team didn't win anything yeah. either. Yeah, you're right. The David Pleat team, and Can that should have. Did they finish third? Yeah, yeah. Team, you know, with Hoddle and Waddle yeah, yeah. and you know, yeah. and Clive Allen. Yeah, yeah. We went back over the seasons, didn't we? And did, we got yeah. through that season, and we yeah. won nothing. I know, F, it's F all. And again, that was <laughs> that was quite a revolutionary <laughs> season with the with Pleat's formation, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he yeah, he yeah. started to playing Clive tore Allen up, up. Yeah. tore up the rule book. Yeah. You know. Anyway, guys. So as we, you know, as I said before, we you know, we took the descent through the seasons at the height of the pandemic in way one Spurs. But our next aim of today is to analyse how Liverpool have ended up Premier League champions and forty plus points ahead of us when we were on an even keel for so many years with them. And we do this taking as many factors into account as possible. Sim, you looked at you've looked at our head to head record against the Reds over the recent years. How far back are we to start our comparison? I think we started in Pochettino's first season, so the 2014-15 season. Mm. You know, clearly from doing the season reviews on the podcasts, um, going back to 86-87, our record at Anfield has never been good. So, you know, the head-to-head, the head-to-head against Liverpool, I think there's something that Ricky said in the past where our record against the top six away is not that much different to anyone else's record against the top six away because no one really, you know, wins that get that sort of game that much. But you know, you go back to I go back to August twenty fourteen for the first game of the comparison, and that was a three 0 defeat at home to Liverpool. Um, Brendan Rodgers was still their manager, and I think they had they had Sterling and Gerrard still, and I mean Balotelli made his debut in that game. They would have had Coutinho as well, and I think that was just that game was kind of like symptomatic of just how broken we were when Pochettino first came in, um, how bad we were, and Ricky's famous quote after the Stoke game where he or during the Stoke game where he sat there and went, you know, we don't have any good players, and Ricky just for you how. You know, thinking back to you know, however painful it might be, thinking back to that period when Poch first came in and he had the hangover of the of the the guys who would who were who were clearly failing from the bail money. Just how bleak was it at that time? The yeah, Wurzels. The, the, the thing about the thing about we haven't got any good players was it just suddenly dawned on me. I, I it, it it obviously happened more gradually, but I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed it happening. I was at I was at that game and I just sat there and I thought, when did we become rubbish? And and he, it had it had got really bad. But to be fair to Pochettino, you know, he that was the start of it. When it, that's when it started to get good, wasn't it? He the, that Stoke game was almost like the final straw or one of the final straws. And then he just got he just got rid of um, the the supposed troublemakers and bought through bought through Kane, bought through Mason, and things started to improve, didn't they? And then I think quite soon after that, we we started to see what. Pochettino was about and what what he was gonna what he was gonna do and he he got real improvement out of players like Danny Rose who wasn't I mean a lot of the fans used to get on Danny Rose's back um, so it didn't take too long the, from that time to, to get to a point where where things were pretty good. The team that day, Ricky, was Larice. We had Dyer at right back. Our centre half pairing mm. was Kabu and Vatongan. Danny Rose played left back. It was Etienne Kabu mm. and Dembele in the middle. The three behind Adebayor was Townsend, Lamella, and Chadley. So there was sort of like there were players who did sort of come into yeah. come into a bit of under a bit of form um, with Pochettino and going forward. But there were guys who just had to who had to be pushed out. And, and you, when and you when, when 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 you read the team out, I realise it's it's much better than I remember it. I mean, you know, I, at the time I really didn't think Dembele was good enough. Um, I, I remember thinking he always passes it sideways. He never passes it forwards, and he he came he really came good. I think quite a lot of players in that list really came good. So it just it just goes to show, doesn't it? When if the team's playing badly and, and confidence is lower, I think it can make individual players look bad. Yeah, well they beat they beat us twice in that season. They did the double over us. Mm. Um, they beat us three two at Anfield. 
But then we move on to Klopp's first game in October 2015, 0-0 draw at the lane. Peter, I think you've you've got some things to say about this game. Yeah, uh, that 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 Liverpool team, you know, if you want to just compare it, um, the players are it's, the team is unrecognisable to the Liverpool team that we see today. Um, I would have said player for player, we were uh, we had a stronger team. I thought, you know, if you think about it, um, now who was there? Like we had uh, we had Walker, Alderweireld, Vertonghen. In their pomp, Rose, Dembele, Ali, Ericsson, Kane, you know, we had, I mean, compared to, the, they had people like Mignolet, uh, Moreno. Um, what happened? What, what happened, you know, since Klopp came in, uh, totally revamped the squad, refreshed it, asked the question, um, who do I who do I want here? Only you know, Milner remains, and yeah, Coutinho yeah. is sort of like in the, a similar one to Ericsson yeah, when he wanted out and he and he got pushed out. Yeah, who do I want here? Who's coming? Who's coming with me on this journey? That's those are the kind of questions that Klopp was asking. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, people, I just never, I never like, rated Coutinho, and I couldn't believe that they got 140 million for him. Well, and I've, got a, I've got a picture of my cat's expression when he saw the feed, <laughs> and it's a very wide-eyed expression. Um, yeah, um, he, he soon got rid of people like Moreno and Mignolet and, you know, didn't fancy storage much. Mercenaries like Emery Can, Chams, mm. yeah, yeah, they were all kind of like... And then you think about... The people who, re, you know, who still remain at the club, Lalana and mm. Origi and Milner, they're, they're not regular starters mm. in, that, that, in, that in, team, in this lineup. I mean, that, that team, uh, the Liverpool team, just for the listeners, Mignolet, Klein, Skirtle, Sacco, Moreno, Lucas, Chan, Milner, Lalana, Cortini and Origi. I mean, that's, that's sort of like alien to the team now, which is just one of the leagues. It's yeah. all there and they don't start. I agree, and and I just sort of want to be bobbing on this because Bob's done a little bit of research about you know Liverpool's recruitment since then. Bob, if you can sort of give us some highlights of their recruitment since since that October fifteen under Klopp. Well, I've Klopp came to Liverpool approximately uh, fifteen months after after Pochettino came to Spurs. In that time, Klopp. Brought in 23 players. Pochettino, in his time, between 2014 and 2019, brought in 27 players. And you just you just compare the lists and look at the notable signings that Klopp brought in. And they're not fantastically expensive. I mean, you look at... He brought in Sadio Mane for... 30 million we were in for him so why the hell didn't we get him in yeah also at the time we had paul mitchell who came from southampton who was head of recruitment and i'll go on to that in a little while but Mane purely went to liverpool i believe he was either sold a better vision by klopp and offered more wages and i mean that's that's where we are competitive wage structure it's the wage structure it wasn't it wasn't so much the transfer fee we could have afforded 30 million at that point and the same as uh, Jorginho Vinaldum as well we were in for him we didn't go in for Salah but Salah was only 44 million Andy Robertson 21st of July uh, 2017 10 million from Hull City and I know for a fact we were in in for him So how, like, how many players was it, um, Bob, that we that they brought in over that time? Did you say twenty three? And like, how many of them have been misses? Because yeah, but I mean, they brought in twenty three. I've actually highlighted the players that I think, and in, yeah. included in that is Shakiri. Um, I would say they've got ten players who were out of that twenty three. Who, who, who are those? Can you quickly list those uh, right. ten players, Bob? Who you think of? Yeah, been, who's brought in? Mane, Vernaldum, yeah. Salah, Robertson. Oxlade Chamberlain, yeah. Uh, Van Dyke, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keita. Keita. Yeah. Uh, Shakiri uh, and Allison. Yeah, not a dud amongst them. Not and one dud. And, and, and they're all pretty much first team players, aren't they, guys? Yeah. yeah. Maybe Keita is not a first team player. Keita and uh, Oxlade Chamberlain's improved yeah. since he's gone there. Yeah. And I mean, but, you look at who we've brought in. There was, if you go through it, 
first signing was Ben Davis. Yeah, yeah he was. He was good. He, yeah. We had a good few years out of him, but I think he's totally gone and should yeah. go now. Michel yeah. Vaughan, no, yeah. I just yeah. really don't see him. He, he was, he's like a potted plant, to be totally honest, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Eric Dyer has been a useful squad player. Yeah. Yedlin didn't really see enough of yeah. him. Uh, Fazio, my God, he had some bad games. Yeah, awful. Stan Booley. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, can't really remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ali. And the reason Ali came in was because of Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell had very strong ties mm. with Milton Keynes Dons. Mm. Kevin Wimmer, he was okay, he was steady. Uh, he wouldn't be your first. But that, that, that was an instance where Pochettino was actually trying to get a left-footed player mm. playing at... Uh, on the left side of defence, which was one thing that he did, which everyone in the Premier League does now, which he introduced. I mean, it seems really basic. It's not rocket science. But he, but came, in, he came into the team for Vertonghen when he got... A, yeah, a, a, yeah. An so that was, that was where he was building, yeah. the, building the squad up. Kieran yeah. Trippier yeah. did well. Toby Alderweireld, outstanding, let's say. Clinton NG. Not, yeah. Let's not say... Son... Fantastic, fantastic yeah. signing. You know, 27 million, what a bargain he was. Yeah. Wanyama, I like Wanyama for yeah. the few seasons he was there. For the few seasons he he was playing well. The latter part he got injured and I think unfortunately he just faded away. Yeah. Vincent Jansen was a prospect, yeah. didn't, didn't happen. Sissoko, what a lot of money we played for him, yeah. 31.5 million. On the back of the Euros. Yeah. And Kudu, mm. My God, another yeah. waste of money. Yeah. Now, um, Sanchez, again, looks like a waste of money. Um, How much was he? 36 million. <laughs> At that time, yeah. two, August 2017, is a lot of money to pay for a defender. Yeah. Juan Foyf, again, a prospect that's never come through. Sergio Aurier, um, 24 million. 20, yeah, 22 and a half million. Lorente. Didn't really hit the heights he should have done, although he, he came up with a useful couple of goals. Lucas Moura, again, I quite like the 20, 26 million. Could potentially be conceived as a, a player who flatters to deceive. Uh, and Dembele, jury's out on him. I, I mean, I, I hope he comes back in. Jack Clark, yeah. he's... Where the hell is he? Is he back at us or is he still at Leeds? I really yeah. don't know. <laughs> Sessignon, not had a chance to see him. So, Bob, so that's really interesting you go through those. So, Sim, Bob's gone through all those, okay? Liverpool have got about 10 possibly first team starters in all those 23. Yeah. Of all the ones Bob's uh, gone through, <coughs> about 27. Yeah. There's about three first team starters, would you well, say? Well, confident, yeah. yeah. That you, yeah. Mean, the, the, the team. The team that Peter read out that played that day against Liverpool, I think the team that played on that day is better than the team we have now, especially the back four. Mm. And that's that's exactly where we had to where we had to to improve on. Um, it's it's just not happened. We have. But what have they done different though, Sim? We, we don't want to get away from we're comparing the two. What, yeah. what have they done different? Because they, they they were a laughing stock in the transfer market. You know, they signed thirty-five million for Andy Carroll, twenty million for Stuart Downing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, go back, you go back ten years, ten, twelve years. Yeah, they were, they were getting like, different. I mean, yeah. so, so what, what, what are they sort of? What, what's been the change there, and what's been the change with us? I, I think, think it's it's the manager, and this. I mean, it's you never know who's sort of making the decisions at Spurs. I mean, certainly after after Paul Mitchell and Ricky suggested that maybe the, the change of title for Poch meant that he had more. Kind of more, more of an idea. Not, not an idea. Wait, do you know when that was? Sim? Do you know place? when they changed Poch's title from coach to manager? Uh, what's that? Sorry, repeat that. Do you know roughly when his his uh, title was changed? I think Poch it was from... it was like autumn twenty sixteen or something like that. I, I think it was our, I think it was around the time Paul Mitchell left, which was yeah. December sixteen. Yeah. So, so if you read that, if you read the list of names, I mean, the, the list of names from around that time. It's probably about the last ten names on that list. I mean, that's quite damning. Look, I'm gonna look. It's not getting away from it. That yeah. the recruitment of um, Klopp is just world class. You can't. I don't think. I don't know any other club that's got that level of recruitment. I'm gonna leap to defensive pots now and say, who was making the decisions? 
who was making because you know we're we're a bit vague about when Paul Mitchell or when the coach became the manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna look at a scenario where Potts walked into Levy's office and said, "Please, Daniel, I need, I need some money. Can you just give me, just give me, give me seventy five million. Just get, give me some money. I need, I need to rebuild this team. I just, I just really need, I really need." Stambouli. Can you see that happening? Honestly. <laughs> no. You're right. I mean, but come Peter, on. That's, that's a, that's a, Peter, that's a that's fantastic a great point. That's a great yeah. point, Peter, because, you know, like, from, from, like, from, from, from being like, you know, in finance, you know, we, you know, we, we use our staff. I talk about my, the staff in the office as very commoditized, you know, it's just a number and a person, you know. It's, and so, from my point of view, you know, I look at people. Can can we employ? I don't know a production manager. I don't. I don't look at them as a person. I just look at them as a number on a balance sheet. So my point is, you know, and I will throw this out to Ricky: Is Levy too involved in transfers so he cannot see past the financial value in a player? You know, is that the case? And and Liverpool have a sporting director. And so, but Ricky, what's your sort of thoughts on that? So I think I think, I, sorry, I, I, I think Levy definitely yeah, wants to sell on yeah. value. I think a manager does have to be, to some degree, held to account for their transfers, particularly particularly as Poch made such a a big deal of I want my title to be changed from coach to manager, and 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 when he was manager, he probably spent a lot of money. He probably spent about two hundred and fifty million on on the players towards the second half of that list. You know, Jansen, Sissoko, Sanchez, Foyt, Aurea, uh, Endembele, Sessegnon. And it's a, it's a lot of money to spend. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I definitely think he needs to be... I think Poch has to be held to account to it. Although we'll never really know, will we, how, how involved Poch is in the transfers, how involved Levy is. Don't forget wages. But, Don't forget wages. Wages, wages, wages I think, do is... Come into yeah. It. yeah. But that's, but, a, but that's a great point, Ricky. Sorry, Ricky. That's a great point. I'll just interject there. That's a great point. How do we know... Who is involved in there? Like Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool. There's a very clear structure on. You know, you've got this Michael Edwards guy who seems to identify them, and they, they just seem to have a clear structure. Sim, I don't know if you sort of like. Can uh, we com- just pretty? Can we compete on wages with teams like Liverpool and Manchester United? I mean, you know, Manchester United and Liverpool. You can probably buy a Manchester United toilet seat cover in every country in the world. That's how powerful their brand is. I think Liverpool. Liverpool are up there as well, and we just don't have that. I just don't, and unless we get some kind of oligarch that comes in and pours um, limitless amount of money into the club, I don't see how we can compete with them on wages. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby, you want to make a point? Sorry. No, I think that's. I think I think Ricky's spot on with that um, because it is. You look at Spurs coming from the last. Last twelve years, we have excelled to get to break into that top four, because we are, you know, as much as as far as I'm concerned, they're the biggest club in the world. They're not, you know, Liverpool and Man United are bigger clubs than us. The only reason Man City are are competing the way they are because they've had. An oil shake came in. They're they're actually cut the country. They're sponsored by a country, so and we can't compete with them. So financial financial fair play hasn't been fair to us. Financial fair play has really been fudged. So yeah. I I'd just like to talk, sort of take us forward to a game that I was at in February twenty seventeen as well. You were there as well, Peter. It was at Anfield, and it was sort of just like. It was just the signs, and this was remember this is our best season as well, the sixteen seventeen season. We finished second, but this was the the warning signs that Liverpool were on the way up, and we were sort of looking like we might stagnate a bit. And that was That's Ben Davis. Yeah, we lost two 0 at Anfield, and Ben Davis played left back, and he got ripped apart by Mane on that day. Yeah. Mane was in; it was his first season there. He got both of the goals. I remember why Naldum was yeah. was unplayable in the midfield in that on that day as well. And I think that's. You could just like Ian on your on your previous question did did the were the players being sort of was there a view to actually moving forward with the players and were the players just a, a not like a name on a balance on not balance sheet sorry a balance sheet mm. um, and you know 
Klopp was put, was buying players into a system, yeah. and you could see that team developing on that day. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. that's not that's not what we did. That's not and what we, we were done. going backwards. Can't you see it? Because yeah. let's go back to that first Klopp game, and then have a look. And you, I didn't even touch on the Spurs team. What happened to them? Walker was sold to Man City mm. to solve a problem that they had. Don't get me started on him, yeah. right? Dembele never replaced. We were going Dembele, backwards, Peter. Yeah, Dembele was at the core of everything that was good about that spur. I mean, Toby, Jan, and Rose, we've all seen their powers waning, not refreshed, not replaced. That's where the problem problem is. So, Peter, you're saying that they were going forward, we, we were, were going, going backwards. backwards. Yeah. You could see it, you could track it, you could trace it back. Yeah. From from a, a moment in, there was a moment in 2018, yeah. I think it was in January or... Yeah. We just, the two paths diverged and you could see the emerging Liverpool team yeah. and you could see us going backwards. And, and also, Peter, sorry, sorry, Ricky, I just want to ask you this question. So can, can we always, you know, you don't always want to be Levy blamers all the time, but, you know, is it the fact that Poch did not want to sign someone? You know, possibly he didn't go to Daniel Levy and sort of say, well, I want this player. Was, was it Poch? Who knows? What do you think, Peter? He may, he may have felt we had enough players because we were performing well and he possibly just liked the squad he had. Yeah, I mean, just to... So you can't always... Sorry, sorry Peter. So, sure. so, Ricky, I want to go to you on this. Sure. You can't always blame Inic or Levy. I just wonder how much, you know, Jürgen Klopp does admit that they, they've had a bit of luck in the transfer market. I feel like if we'd have signed Van Dijk and the left-back, what's their left-back called? Robertson. Robertson. And, and kept Walker, we'd be such a better team. We'd be almost as good. We'd, we'd potentially be where they are, with, just with those three players, I think. But I just... I just did, they, to... did, they, did they know Van Dijk was going to be quite as good as he's turned out to yeah. be? Did they know Robinson was going to be... Did. I think they, he waited and waited and well, waited did, for Van Dijk. Yeah. with Van Dijk, he waited. He didn't get him in the yeah. first transfer window. He tried to get him in the summer and he signed him in the in the yeah. uh, January window. Can, can, I, can I just throw this out there, Sim? You're, you're quite young, the youngest of all of us. But ironically, on this day in 1988, we broke the British transfer record with Gaza today. Yeah, okay, well, We broke today. Yeah. We, we have never broke that transfer window record again. Sim, do you think we're ever going to do break a transfer record again? No, it's not like I can't say it's breaking like a world uh, British transfer record. No, no, like no chance. Not with that. But but Liverpool, 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 and that's who we're comparing mm. against. Liverpool went out and broke a transfer record. What, what's so different from us and them? It's partly what Ricky said about you know the 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 global Liverpool cars he seat. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, I'm not going to say they're a bigger club than us, but they 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 splash it. They splash it about yeah. like like a like a bigger club would. So I won't go as far as it. But Ricky, I'll take you to to October 2017 at Wembley. We had yeah. we, we had them. We, we absolutely them. we absolutely battered them on on scoreline. We we actually had um, we actually had 36 percent of the possession on that day. 64 percent. They had 64 percent of the possession, but. We beat him four one, and you know Lovren famously got pulled off at, mm. after thirty one minutes. Yeah. And just yeah. w- was that the day that that things changed? Even though we, it was such a good day for us. Was yeah. that the day, Bob? Do you think? Yeah, I think probably that, it, that's that's a, a catalyst there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cops had a look at that and says, "This ain't happening again." Van Dijk arrived uh, yeah. in January. Yeah, this ain't you know. But who who made the decision? Was that before Peter? they was that before they signed Van Dyke? Yeah, yes, yeah. That's, that's why they. That's why they. They were trying to sign him in the August, yeah, and yeah. Southampton wouldn't let him, and he actually didn't play for Southampton for a lot of the lot of that period of that first first part of the season. And Robertson was on the was on the bench and had yeah. kind of broken yeah. in. It was still Moreno. Yeah. yeah, they identified they identified the target, yeah. and, and everybody was saying, "Oh, seventy five minutes." You know, but you know yeah. that's what they paid because yeah. they wanted him and they knew that he was the man. And then you, you then move on. Then they then had Carius in goal, didn't they? They, yeah. they swap between uh, Minula and Carius, and then they interv- uh, identified Allison, and they they signed him, and that was that was really the turning the, the next turning point. Yeah, yeah. Was was signing him. They then had an absolute. They had the best. Best back four, the best defence, including the goalkeeper, in the Premier League without a shadow of a doubt. But is Pot, so Klopp identifies these these people, um, Ricky, but then Pot 
obviously, we, we have, he, surely his strategy, he must have sort of seen the season ahead, two seasons ahead. Is he at fault and not Levy for not possibly improving the squad? I think you've got to say he's at fault to some degree. Yeah, I mean, we spent, uh, we spent 75 million on Ndombele and Ryan Sessegnon. Why couldn't we spend that on one player like Van Dijk? But the reason I think Potts has got to be held to account is because they, they, they clearly identified quite a while back that we needed... We need us to sign centre backs, um, and if you look at the look at the players we signed, you know Sanchez forty two million, Foy twelve million. We needed fullbacks as well, you know they, they signed Aurier and and Cessignon, and they just haven't been good enough. It's been a lot of money. That's a lot. Those players amount to a lot of money, and it just hasn't been good enough. And I feel like we'll never know who, you know, to what degree Poch is involved in the signings. But I do feel like he has, as the manager, he has to be held to account. But, you, but um, uh, who, who said about someone have some lucky transfers? Did you say that? I think Sim yeah, said he, Sim. he admitted he had lucky transfers. Um, I think it was Ricky that said that. Sorry, but I think I think possibly he did have lucky yeah, transfers. Yeah, I think Robertson, so. Yeah. Robertson, Robertson was a prospect. Yeah, he was a yeah. prospect, wasn't he? We didn't know he, he yeah. didn't know he was going to perform so well in the Premier League. Yeah. But, um, I, but I want to, Rob, Trent, Rob, you, you Trent, Trent coming Trent through. Trent came is, through. Is that because of the manager, though? Is that because Pochettino? Pochettino took his. Is his as I mean when he by the time he left the club by the time he got sacked in in November it was like it was, his passion for the job and his his hunger for it his his enthusiasm had completely mm. waned. Is it that the clock was on the rise in terms of his enthusiasm for that job and Pochettino was starting to get frustrated and in maybe his, it wasn't the same the training ground wasn't the same place. It wasn't the, there were there were there wasn't in the same cycles. Yeah, possibly Klopp in two mm. seasons two seasons time could be in the same cycle as maybe. Yes. Well, maybe, but the I thing is, it. he's now won things. So if he yeah. had, yeah. if, if perhaps if yeah. he'd he'd had lost yeah. the the European Cup, Champions yeah. League, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, if he hadn't have won the Premier League, yeah. then then there's a chance that he he might have. You would have then got the pressure on. Oh, Klopp never does well in finals, never because yeah, yeah. he. Klopp was getting, oh yeah, well you, he, he never wins a final, he never wins a final. And we're also getting like Pochettino's never ever won anything. Mm. Um, so the two of them there at that point, Klopp managed to actually win something and and that's where it, tur- that's where oh, it turns. So, so, that luck, you know. Peter, so I want to sort of say to you, so Liverpool in, in Klopp's first game when they drew the drew nil-nil against us, so pretty much they, they were... You know, they they were where we are in in a in a cycle. But if someone said like for us now, say for example now we draw nil nil with Liverpool, you know we're in a five year cycle like they are a four year cycle. Would would we be as fans? Are we patient enough to say well we'll take a Champions League in four years time, we will take a Premier League in four years time, but we might have two or three seasons of you know a bit of a roller coaster? Would Peter? Would you take that now if you if you could sort of foresee it? If if, if people can see progression, they'll accept it. Great. Yeah, and I, well, you could see it. I mean, Klopp came in. Don't forget, I saw, I listened to Klopp's first interview, and he didn't come in sort of saying that he's going to sort of like perform miracles. He said, in two to three years, we will win a title. I remember that quote. Yeah, he did say and he didn't right. say, he didn't mean the title, he said, we'll win a title. And lo and behold, he's in the Europa League final, you know, it doesn't quite get over the line with that. He's in the Champions League final. Doesn't quite make it. But what do they do? They lose the Champions League final and then they push on and get better the next time. But I have a goalkeeper that made a mistake, so he's gone and replaced What do we do? We lose the Champions League final and then we go backwards. Do you guys remember the conversation where people were saying... Tottenham starting eleven is so good that the problem is they can't sign anyone to get into that, yeah. and that was that yeah. was what that was what everyone was saying at the time. Oh, yeah. I think that goes down to weight structure because yeah, yeah. people don't want to sit on the bench behind 100%. Harry Kane. If 100%. you threw if you threw money at the guy and yeah. say, look, you're only going for the start, you're only going to play in the League Cup, you're only going to play in the FA Cup, yeah. but you'll still you'll get in. Look, Kane gets injured once a season; he's going to yeah. be out for a little while. You you've got the opportunity there. Great point, Bob. Can I just yeah. say to you, Bob, like, as, as a club, are we too nice? Or have we been our managers? Poch was too nice, you know, too scared to buy certain players as it may upset the ones we have, Bob. Is there any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think possibly. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he was too... I think he was perhaps too loyal to his players. Yeah. I don't... He, well, he, was, he seemed an all-round nice guy. Mm. Which, which, which sort of manifested in his 
sort of body language towards the end of his his tenure mm. yeah. was was he he became depressed. He wasn't mm. he wasn't effervescent. He wasn't. That's a great point. Yeah. So I think yeah, Pop, perhaps he was. Maybe he's learned from that. R- so. Ricky, when when do you think that Poch should have left the club? I don't know because it was it's hard to say because I didn't I didn't want him to leave, but with hindsight, it, uh, I guess maybe he should have left at the beginning of this season because we we all speculated at the time, didn't we? Um, has he lost the dressing room? We'll probably never quite know, but things. Did seem to have gone. They they did seem to have started to go a bit sour at the beginning of the season. I remember we mentioned it on our first podcast at the beginning of this season. But I mean, we're we're comparing ourselves to Liverpool here, and I think we've got to acknowledge that this Liverpool story is incredible. What they've achieved, what what they've done is really unique. Hardly spending that much money um, to 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 be able to compete with Manchester City like they are doing. I disagree with that though, Ricky, because they have spent a lot of money. They've spent a reasonable amount of money. I mean, they haven't spent as much. I would say they haven't spent as much as Manchester United. They probably haven't spent as much as Chelsea. Um, I would say. The idea net spend is about hundred million, about the same as ours. Yeah, net spend. Oh, net spend. Yeah, Yeah. net spend. Well, you think by the time you ship Coutinho out, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, net net, net spend masks a a whole of multitude. Yeah, the transition is the the divergent fortunes for me is just that clear and stark for all to see. Like uh, our house, our new stadium was built by a a master builder, right? Mm -hmm. But we've been shopping in a second-hand furniture store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, whereas Liverpool, they yeah. put up a new stand, all very nice, not so elaborately built. Yeah. However, they've been getting the furniture from bespoke suppliers. <laughs> yeah. That's, Look, why I'm that's a great. That's a, that, yeah. that's a Liverpool, great analogy. Liverpool built an extension. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, we knocked and down a house and yeah, built a new one. Yeah. So, yeah. Ian, I'll put it to you. I'll put you on the spot here. Yeah. Whose fault is it that it's? That we've that we've gone in such a different direction to Liverpool. If it's someone's fault, it's you know it could it could be partly someone's fault, partly someone else's fault. But for you, who's who's most to blame? I, I just think it's the strategy, and I, and I just think possibly the back. Uh, Klopp, Klopp, you know, we, we we have a listener who I sort of reached out, um, Paul Clark, who's a, a listener of ours, who's a Liverpool fan, and I asked him the question today. I said, "What do you sort of think is the difference between the differing fortunes of the club?" And he just says, "You know, it, it's Klopp." And him being backed, he he said that that Klopp was back. Klopp basically, you know, just encapsulated the whole club, the community. Yeah. He basically got the togetherness of everyone. And it was a great point of uh, he made a great point to me about how they drew two two for the last minute uh, equaliser at home to West Brom, and Klopp made all the players go up hand in hand, yeah. celebrate in front of the Klopp two two at home to West Brom. Got slaughtered for it, didn't they? Got slaughtered for it. Yeah. But he but just he that, actually that, embodied, embodied yeah. the, the crowd. Yeah, uh, the, the, the and the local community. And he sort of says, you know, he sort, he sort of felt, even though Poch had that, he just felt the clock became, is a phenomenon. And he sort of like built up. So there's a togetherness. Yeah. I a togetherness, Peter. What, yeah, what do you sort of think? There's a method in, the, in that. It was yeah. very charismatic, you know, all yeah. the things you say. But remember, he dismantled a team that came quite close under Brendan Rodgers yeah. to kind of winning the title. Great he point. dismantled that yeah, yeah. and rebuilt it. Totally. But he just, but and he just that, that takes skill. He, that takes skill. I mean, what, but, I would, what I would say about this is that it's amazing how charismatic somebody seems when they're successful. I mean, we wouldn't be saying all these, we wouldn't be sort of eulogising about all these details and all these things had he not had the success. I feel, you know, I'm not, not disagreeing with what you're saying. I think Klopp is the reason for their success. But I just think it's, you know, also, a lot of the Ricky, things I hear Liverpool fans saying about him, about well, he's, the way he's embraced the community, I just feel like, you know, it's easy to say things like that when he's had this extreme success. And that's a great point though, Ricky, because he has been Bob, as you, you sort of said earlier, he has been backed in the transfer market, whereas Pochettino, possibly, you may, or even Jose, you know, Peter said earlier on, you know, I, I wrote down a note here, imagine the conversation, Jose going into Levy, uh, I really want Kubali from Napoli, and they want 50 million. Levy says, if you can get him for 40 million, you can have him. Is yeah. that the conversation, Bob, which goes I, I on? I think possibly, yeah, I think it does. I yeah, think Levy yeah. says, well, I'm not paying 50 million for him, 
see what you can get them down to, yeah. and, and he's, we're he's not getting two hundred grand a week. Yeah. So tell him he can have one hundred and fifty grand a week and yeah. see if he'll come. And if but, he doesn't, so be it. But then Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool with their backers possibly will say. Yeah, we'll do that for you because you're yeah. the expert, Jurgen. Yeah. yeah, we know. Yeah, what you, yeah. You know, I think that's. What, what do you think, Sim? Have, have, have they not just got more money than us? No, I disagree. On wages. No, I disagree. Like, I... He's given us a masterclass in recruitment. Yeah, yes. So you might say he's been lucky, but it's just a, it's a masterclass in recruitment. I think. And, mm. and but Sim, I don't, I don't really, or anyone around the table, I don't really know Sim for you. I don't really know the setup at Spurs. Say, yeah, you know, we used to have Frank Arneson, yeah. and then we had Paul Mitchell. What what have we got now? What is the transfer setup at Spurs now? <laughs> do we know? Does anyone know? I, I, think that, I don't know. I, I, think, I, think, I, think, Bob, I think Bob's got quite close to it. That possibly, you know, the managers the managers asked who he wants, and maybe Levy will say like, "This is how much we're willing to pay," and then maybe it's in the hands of whoever's the negotiator. Really, maybe Levy's the negotiator. I'm not really sure, but I think you know, it's a question that Ricky asked about: Do they have the money? Whether they do or they don't, who knows? But yeah, I think it's possibly a case of will they spend it or or can they spend it? Possibly they won't spend it. But mm. I think there's there's clear points in this in these last two, three, four years where we could have we could have stopped something happening like Delhi going so far back. So he didn't have any competition, did he? You pay mm. that forty million for Jack Grealish in twenty eighteen. Yep. You don't. You you pay the fifteen million we're for Ross pay, We're like, going to pay six million. For is Jack Green. Is that what they were? Is that we were going to pay six six million for Jack Green? Villa were going to administration. Not last, not last, not August just gone. Because Villa were going to go into administration, didn't they? Yeah. When Villa were going to go into administration, we could have signed Jack Grealish. Yeah. For six million. You pay fifteen million. Levy wanted to buy him for four million. I was listening to somebody who said that he had like a conversation, in candid conversation with Jack Grealish, and he asked him. He said, "How close were you?" coming to Spurs and he said mate it was minutes mm. wow guys do you not think sorry, sorry Ricky, go on go on Ricky uh, do, do you not think more recently we've been spending more money I mean Endon Bele was 50 something million was he 54 um, how, mu- how much was low sell so how much was yeah, but, I don't actually know but that, that's quite a lot of money for prospects yeah, if you yeah, if right. you look at it oh, then, that's a great point that, there's quite a lot of money for prospects because, and I think that goes down to the wage structure as well, because you bring a top player in, what they're worried about is upsetting the apple cart totally because you bring a top player in and then Kane goes, well, I'm only on 230 million, yeah. uh, to 230 grand a, a, a week. This guy wants 250. All right, Harry, we'll pay you that. But Levy won't. Levy won't do that. They've got the the wage structure is too rigid, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what breaks down because yeah. they can bring those players in for fifty million, and they know they're only going to have to pay them 70, 70 grand a week. That's probably why we didn't get William. Why yeah. 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 Leaving the treatment table yeah. and yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. A few and extra rubles in his Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, Sim, yeah. what, what do you think our transfer window would have looked like if we'd have won the Champions League and Liverpool hadn't have? I think it's I think okay. it's too it's probably been quite similar to what it was with La Celso and, and yeah. Underbelly, but it's it's yeah. too late. It's the, yeah. the moment the moment had gone, Poch's Poch had waned, it, it was the squad was, was already going backwards. It wasn't a case mm. of it's not a case now of or back back in back last summer of of improving the team. It's a case of completely changing the team. We could I remember Ross Barkley was available for fifteen million, but his contract was going to run out in twelve months. Yeah, Chelsea paid the fifteen million for him. Uh, yeah. We were wanting to wait until it ran really out to get him to free. Olivier Giroud, you know, yeah. I'm not having this thing about Arsenal wouldn't sell to him. Chelsea were in the, at the same at the same level as, as us at the time, fighting on the same on the same front as Arsenal. We could have we could have got him. Fabinho came into Liverpool two days after they lost the Champions League final, two days afterwards. That's exactly what we needed in the midfield. Mm-hmm. And then um, another player that I've identified as well is Wan-Bissaka. Um, he made his debut against us. You know, why didn't... Why, why weren't we tapping him up on that day? Yeah. Why weren't yeah. we tapping him up? Regarding, like, who's at fault? Leary, Potts, what? I don't think you're going to ever find the answer to that unless you get Potts to break the gagging clause <laughs> on his contract yeah. and get him on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Find out. You'll never find out the truth. But but Ricky, I just want to sort of throw this out there. You know, I, I I've listened to a lot of Spurs podcasts, and it's very really knee jerk to like you know slate Inic and slate Levy. 
But you know, I, I think I think Inic have done a good job for Spurs, and Levy has done a good job for Spurs. I mean, we've got a wonderful, you know, state. if someone said like ten years ago where we'd be at now, this stunning stadium and everything, and it's very easy to be people sort of say, oh, you know, all the Levy lovers are like rubbish. But Ricky, what's, you know, you said before in a yeah. podcast about you know you think there should be a statue of Levy outside White Hart Lane. Yeah, I think I think one day when when Levy leaves, we should have a statue of him. I, I love. I, I I think Enoch have done such a great job. It's been steady improvement over a, a period of 20 years. I think back to before the Enoch days, the, the Alan Sugar days, for me, were quite turgid. I think Sugar was happy just to just to invest invest just enough money so that we we sort of don't get relegated, but never really he never really wanted to to push on. He, he never really wanted to to to. A bit like Mike Ashley, I think. That's how I see the Alan Sugar era. So I suppose I compare oh, Enoch to that. I and think... I feel like when Enoch took over... Can you guys hear me? Sorry, I'm getting a bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. True. I feel like I feel like when Enoch took over, it's just been... It has been gradual, the improvement, over a long period. But I think we've never really... Until now, we've never really gone backwards. And this this feels like a bit of a blip. But we've, we've managed to... For a while under Pochettino, we managed to compete with the likes of City and Man United, who are sort of financially so much stronger than us. And we built the new stadium. Mm. Um, so it, I I think it's great what they've done. Yeah. I, I do worry now that having built the new stadium, it could be a bit of an Arsenal story. Yeah. And we start to... But then they should learn. They, they should, you know, as a strategy, as a business strategy, they should learn from yeah. that, um, I think. But do you think, like, say, the Fenway group, can I put this to you, Bob? The Fenway group, you know, Inic have been with us for such a long time yeah. now. You know, do you think the Fenway group are fairly new to this? They've invested a lot. And do you think it's time for us to possibly, you know, we, we need that new investment, someone who's who's got a different vision? Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. Sorry, guys, Wait, who's the Fenway group? They're, 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 they're in Liverpool. They're in Liverpool. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're... Uh, Basically, they're owned by a corporation, but so mm. are we, mm. really. I mean, if you go back 10, 12 years, Levy was seen as a master negotiator. Mm. And everyone said, oh, everyone used to slag... Other other clubs' fans would slag him off. Mm. But we actually took a bit of pride in the fact of, yes, he would, he would sell high and buy low. Mm. Um, but he hasn't moved on. He hasn't mm. moved on with the... And the business model is so is totally different now. Yeah, I agree, Bob. There's so much more money involved in football. Whether this pandemic is going to be a leveller or not, we really don't know in the next few years. Mm. Um, whether we want to prostitute ourselves to a, a Middle Eastern state or whatever, I don't know. We'd even, you know, if we won two league titles, yes. And then, then there aren't many of then, those, are there? <laughs> there's what sorry Ricky there, there aren't many there aren't many potential owners like that out there no, no there's, there's not. not there's not yeah. and probably maybe it's going to get even less so uh, I, I don't know it, it needs it definitely needs a different change in direction but, you know I don't know where no one knows what what who Joe Louis is really yeah Joe Louis I mean, is, is it, you know it's it, I mean I just want to sort of say put this out there to you Peter is the Enix cycle up now? And, and they know it. And, and this is my theory. I just want to throw this by you, Peter, that the naming rights will be the final piece in the jigsaw that will bolster the balance sheet and then they'll sell. What's, what's your sort of thought? That, that is a possibility. Mm. That they could be setting it up for selling. You sound really happy saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I, I can hear the yeah. joy in your voice hearing that. Yeah, I, I just thought, I was like, 20 years, I wouldn't be putting up I mean, if you're putting up a statue to him, then I think you're in danger of having it pulled down with ropes. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If it's, I don't Peter, know. <laughs> Ricky, your statue, Peter's going to pull it down. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but you, you put Bill statues to people for winning. It should be a statue of Bill Nicholson, for example. Yeah. Those are the people that have brought yeah. glory to Spurs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think maybe they are, because their business model is to turn the profit. And I, I, that doesn't really look. I get the fact that we don't sell shirts in Southeast Asia and all that stuff, and we can't compete with Manu and Liverpool on that front. But I just think you know we could 
do better than a scenario where Ericsson's leaving the club at the peak of his career. Why is Ericsson... Ericsson, yeah. I, would, I would dispute that he was at the peak of his career. But my, my point would He's be, be careful what you wish for in terms of the owners. Be careful what you wish for because if 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 we... A lot of a lot of Tottenham fans want want Enoch to sell, and they're all those fans. I think are sort of presuming that we'll get a great owner like like the Liverpool owners. But I think it's just as likely that if they did sell, it's just as likely we'd get somebody like the Venkies or like Mike Ashley or like the West Ham owners. I mean, it's it's a gamble. If if you know, it's a gamble. Really, it, it is a gamble. But I don't see, and this is not being arrogant. I don't see us on the the same level as as. Blackburn and and West Ham, I do think you know just just in terms of the net value of the club, yeah. you you're looking at a higher assets. Are huge. Yeah, you're looking at a higher higher caliber of owner, potential owner. I mean, no, no, yeah. I mean, do you know? Do we would we have wanted the Glazers in? No, not really. No. Um, so no. you know, would we be happy if we got the Glazers in and we won the title, won the amount of Cups that Man United have won during their tenure. I think possibly. we would. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. possibly would. Yeah. You know, would we have. But with the Fenway Group, the Fenway Group possibly are they possibly more sports orientated, even though Inic are very sports orientated. I, I just think possibly they are, they've always been, you know, having worked with private equity a lot. Well, glaciers are, aren't they? They're... Well, I mean, having worked with private equity a lot in my work, I think they're always trying to gear up for a sale. So, Sim, I, I, I think. Enicus gearing up for a sale, you know, because they've bought low, they're going to sell high. And I do genuinely think this name, the naming rights could be a massive final thing, yeah. Sim. What yeah, do you think? It could, yeah. it could well be. But I, the, the only thing I think is this pandemic has has changed, has totally changed the landscape. Yeah, we yeah. don't know yeah. what's going to happen yeah. next season. We don't know how much money's going to be available for, for transfer. Yeah. We don't know what the unemployment rate's going to be this time next year. So, Kane's um, values dropped. Yeah, it would have done without a shadow of a doubt. Are they going to suspend financial fair play? In which case, teams like Manchester City, potentially Newcastle, if the if the takeover happens, will have so much more yeah. financial power than us. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, actually, the thing that hurts is that actually, it's going back. We were in touching distance of the title. We were yeah. in all those losing semi-finals. It's just like. Yeah. In 20 years, the Enoch have not managed mm. to deliver anything but a league cup. That's, that's, that's a yeah. really Straight good point. Straight yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I just want to go back to sort of uh, refocus where we're on. You know, we're comparing us with Liverpool, Sim. Yeah. You know, obviously, they've, they've done really, really well. Like, you know, it, the, the paths, as you said, of like different paths, they've done brilliantly. You know, possibly we've gone a little bit backwards. But where do we go, Sim? The next, how, how do the clubs... Next three years, what do you think they're going to go? Liverpool and Spurs. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it will be interesting to see just how Liverpool kind of evolve their team because uh, clearly, you know, they can't rest on their laurels. They can't do what. Klopp's hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they've, you know, they've got the, the the appeal from you know every player in the world would want to play for them. Mm. For us, I mean, first of all, we need to be clear on the manager. We need to we need to know whether we're back in Jose. We need to know whether we're we're going to twist and, and go with someone else. Uh, that's you know that's that's the very first thing to decide, and then you sort of you know the only the only model you can really follow is is the Liverpool model, which is where you you know what you're doing on the pitch, you know you know your identity, and then you buy players to fit that. So Bob, where do you think, say, for example, two seasons time? Ignore this season, yeah. two seasons time. How close will we be to Liverpool? Do you think? I don't. I, I would certainly hope we'd be closer, closer than we are now. I, I would. Well, it, a lot depends. Football is so unforeseen. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. But no, I don't. You I, know now, Bob. No, we're we're, we're miles away. Now. Yeah, we are miles away. We are. We are. You're totally right in in the respect of we've gone. We are going away from them where we we were above them. Yeah. You know, three, yeah. three, Man three, City, four years Man City ago, are miles away as well, and yeah. they're going to be even more, even further yeah. away from us. But so. again, with Man City, you know, Guardiola's not going to stay there for 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 no. that much longer. No, yeah. I, I think if so he stays next season, the cycle, so yeah. then they're going to they're going to have to. At the moment, you can see Klopp staying there. 
Unless something, it's, it's a dynasty. Being, he's being he's, built, he's, he's mm. built a dynasty, so it's similar mm. to Ferguson. You yeah. can yeah. see that. Yeah. That doesn't happen often. You know, yeah. with other teams, it's it, it's different, and you could see perhaps Spurs winning the odd title. But you got based on what we know today, mm. you would say Liverpool are going to be dominant for a few years yet. Yeah, and, and it's going to be them and Man City, and and then you might get us. You know, if we're exceedingly lucky, one you know, Man United. Um, not going to say the other team down the down no. the, down the road. Uh, oh, even. but, but Pete, Peter, are we two seasons time? Are we forty points still behind Liverpool in two seasons? Uh, who knows? I mean, this uh, I don't see Mourinho as a kind of a long term kind of manager. That's no. the problem. Mm. I don't see him as a project guy who's going to be like do like four or five years I suppose mm. you know? usually he comes in and does a three year cycle wins something upsets everybody and leaves mm. so I've got who knows where we'll be no. he's, mm. he's been brought in mm. to get us into the top four mm. I don't see us happen. getting back I don't see that's us getting back happen. into the top six or the top four but that's why he was for, appointed for how long Ricky? I, do, I, I don't know it, like, like everyone said it's, it's hard it's hard to. I just. I can't see it. I think the moment's gone. I think we've fallen behind. I just. I, f- I find it really difficult to see us getting back up there. Even, even with Mourinho. I'm, it's interesting what you said earlier in about, you know, the club have set themselves up for a sale. It's, part of me wonders if Mourinho was part of that. If Mourinho was yeah, the great point, the, yeah, the icing yeah. on the cake, great point. The, the little bit of mm. stardust. Yes, and then they would sell. And now coronavirus has come along, yeah. and that might change Ch- change things the whole the... out the whole land landscape. So yeah, that's a great point, Ricky. Really interesting. I mean, I think I think guys, just to sum up a little bit. I mean, we, the differing fortunes have been quite stark, haven't they? Sin just just between the two clubs, but. You know, I, I just think we're we're at the start of a cycle again, and I think possibly I think we need some positive vibes from all the Spurs fans, the Spurs fans group, and that's sort of my I, I can't get positive, so I don't know about you guys, and I, and I think Liverpool have that positivity with their fan group, and I think that's permeating through the club. Well, the only only thing that will happen if we sign Messi or something in the postseason, <laughs> then you'll get some positivity. Yeah, yeah, but also you say Liverpool were positive. I remember Klopp out. I remember a few years ago when yeah. when 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 Klopp wasn't doing that well. Loads of Liverpool fans wanted Klopp out. They drew two two at home to West Brom, as I said. Like you know, I said earlier, you know, yeah. they laughed at him. You know, like yeah. all shake, you know. Joining hands. I like I, I would clock. say that that wasn't that wasn't majority of Liverpool no, fans. I never, yeah, yeah. I would have said you would have had a a, yeah. a lunatic fringe with them. Yeah, I mean every every club has them. But anyway, guys, thank, yeah. thanks so much. It's been really fascinating to sort of like compare the two clubs. I mean, Liverpool are a wonderful club, aren't they? You know, we're a wonderful club. So we're I just think, chalk and cheese right now. Yeah, chalk and cheese right now. But we're a wonderful club. We have a wonderful stadium. You know. We've, it's a wonderful heritage. So I just think we need that positivity, guys, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just going to ask one more question around the group, okay? And we might go back to this like, you know, at the end of next season. Okay, I'm going to ask you, Sim, first. Yeah. Where will Liverpool finish next season and where will Spurs finish next season? Oh, my God. Sir. Come on. I think Liverpool will finish second because I think City, City will return. I yes. Think I think they'll be, they'll be fired up after the... They hopefully get their ban from Europe. I yep. think City will win the league this year. I think Liverpool will finish second. Um, Spurs, well, it's probably probably fifth, but then it could fifth at, fifth at best. But then it could it could implode at Old Trafford again on okay. the on the Solskjaer. So. Okay, well, so you, we will remember this. We'll clip this for next year. Yeah. Bob, where, where do you reckon? First, Liverpool will finish, and then Spurs. I'd say Liverpool going to be top two. Um, well, we, 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 which one? Come on, Bob. Come on. Go on. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for second. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think there's yeah. potential that Man City are going to come back. Yeah. Particularly if they're not in Europe. Yes. They're going to focus everything on on Agreed. getting the Premier League. Um, but it could be the fact if we're not even in the Europa League that we perform better. Agreed. And I'm going to go that we will get in the top four. I'm going to go fourth. Love it, Bob. Ricky. Liverpool, Liverpool first, please, then Spurs. I agree with the, the other guys. I think City will win the league next season. I also think Man U might be quite strong, but I think Liverpool will be second. Spurs, 
I just think maybe seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but oh, you asked. You asked us all to be positive. No, I did. I did. So. I did. Uh, Peter, yeah. what, what's your sort of thoughts? I, I think Liverpool are still on an upward cycle. Yeah. Still got a ways to go. I think they'll win the league at the end of next season. Yeah. Uh, Spurs fifth. Yeah. I'm. 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 Yeah. I, I think Liverpool will win the league next season, and and I think Spurs are fifth. I'm going exactly yeah. the same yeah. as you, Peter. And I'm going for two domestic cups for Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and, and the Audi Cup again, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Um, it's been brilliant, guys. Thanks so much uh, to the regulars of Sim and Peter and Ricky and Bob. It's been brilliant. I can't. You've been fantastic again. Thanks so much for your input. Um, I really, really think you and Strictly's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity Strictly. Um, thanks everyone for listening. I'll get the um, lyrics out. So. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Um, please obviously leave some comments um, or any comment or any future topics you'd like us to cover. Um, obviously we're back into the one, once a month podcast cycle. Hopefully the season will end soon. But thanks for listening and uh, keep promoting at YA1Spurs. Thanks guys. Have a good evening. Cheers guys. Thanks, Cheers. Bye. Cheers guys. Cheers guys.